0: Hey, listeners, do I have an event for you. Billings American Legion is putting on their annual Hall of Fame dinner April 9th at the Double Tree Hotel. Join us for a night of fun honoring current and past Legion ballplayers. All proceeds go right back to the program. More information to follow, but mark this date. This year's Hall of Fame class is truly amazing. You can follow their stories here on our podcast and meet them in person at the Hall of Fame dinner. They are an inspiration to all. Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today, I am joined by assistant coach for the Billings Cardinals, Chris Schauble. How are you doing today, Chris? Good, Mitch. How are you? Good. You know, I had your son on about a month or two ago, I guess now. And I was like, I got to get your dad on here because he's just got such a w- wealth of knowledge in baseball. I just have to get him on.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I like to think so. We'll see. Um, it's funny. I listened to, I've, Since you told me about this, I've listened to your podcast uh I think three or four of them when I have some time and uh I enjoy them and I enjoyed Jackson's too so yeah thanks for having us
0: of course yeah for sure I mean you guys I've known you guys forever so it's awesome to be able to have you guys on so what kind of started your love of baseball wow you know that's a that's a good question I think
1: it started um watching and then playing I think I started playing when I was growing up in, in Sydney and it w- I was probably six or seven, you know. And so I think I played, gosh, every year since then, minus one or two. I had to work a little bit. And then I, you know, I've just always been a, a baseball guy. And, and the beauty of my love's always grown. The beauty of baseball is you do not have to be a prototype size. Mm. You know, in the NFL it helps, uh NBA it always helps, you know, it certainly helps in baseball too, but baseball certainly i mean all the sports fundamentals and technique wins out but baseball itself can be a guy you don't have to be fast you know if you know how to read a baseball right you know and you don't have to be fast to steal a base you just have to be smart and get the good jump you know and i mean and again you you don't have to be big to hit home runs so you just have to know you have your swing down so Mm -hmm. that that's the beauty to me is that there is no prototype size i mean ideally it does help to be bigger faster and stronger never hurts but that was never me so so you focus on the other stuff and um and and that's what i've taught the boys not only mine but everybody that i've coached you know
0: and that's that's the beauty no that's awesome for sure i mean one of the best home run hitters in the game right now as much as i don't like him because he's on the astros is five foot six jose altuve
1: (laughs) no there's there's a great picture where he's he's uh you know standing at second base and playing defense and judge is on second base you know and he's what six eight to six seven yeah and he's standing next to him, his old foot taller. and you know who hit home
0: more home runs that year they're probably the same so yeah no it's so funny to. i've seen that photo it's so funny to just see the side difference in baseball you don't see that in basketball especially but you don't even see that really in football the size difference for sure
1: yeah it's funny like that
0: yeah for sure so you're coaching the Cardinals and where did, how did you get started in that, you know, and what's kind of your role on the team?
1: Well, um, my, my role is to, I kind of work with pitching and just kind of all over the place. Uh, Sam Patterson's the head coach and he, he definitely works. Um, he definitely works pitching too. And and certainly the outfielder, Sam's out, outfield is definitely his, his deal and and uh, mike mole and i work pitching and and we all work hitting together so and then infielding it's kind of a a joint joint thing and uh my my role really is the uh got to be bluntly honest is the ass and they fire him up kind of guy too <laughs> so i laughed a little bit when when you were during jackson's interview you said oh he's just you know easy going and stuff and i was like yeah not so much not so much on the field.
0: So, you know, and <laughs> so that's I think the great thing is that you can turn it off and not be that guy off the field. Cause I mean, I've known you off the field more than on the field and you're not that fired up guy <laughs> off the field. Oh, but on
1: the game, you know, I don't, I don't mind errors um, ever with effort. I mind the same multiple times that drives me crazy. And then what I drives me the absolute crazy is when guys just aren't, mentally prepared you know you could ask Mm -hmm. cj i basically have five rules of baseball one is to expect the ball every pitch two is to know what to do with it when it's hit to you so if you take that two seconds to know okay if it's hit to me on this side i'm going to do this if it's hit to me on the other side i'm gonna do this so if you're prepared like that then you could just play right Mm -hmm. and then three is you know offensively is, is expect to hit and People go up and you'll see delayed swings or late swings because they they weren't expecting to hit. They weren't starting their stride. They weren't starting the swing and then stopping if it was bad. So, and four is expect to win, and five as, as an optional rule for me, it's to have fun, and uh, I always say it's optional because if you do the first four, five will be right there. You know, five will always be there. It's, fun. it's always about fun, anyways. But I mean, if you do the first
0: four, fun will have to take care of itself. For sure. So I want to talk about Jackson a little bit. He um, started his Legion career and his baseball career from what I know, catching mainly, and then he transitioned into a primary pitcher. What was your role in helping him transition from catcher to pitcher? Well, you know, both
1: of the boys, uh, Jackson and Grant, both were, ended up being catchers and they started that way in, in Little League and minors and moving up is because they could catch the ball um which is you know kind of a and stop the ball which is a big deal we don't need everything going to the fence right so right and then obviously the catcher's involved in every every pitch you know so it's it's a busy spot so they they like that um and and catchers understand the game very well the transition to pitching for jackson you know he threw a little bit here and there he threw a little bit of the 14 year old year when cj was 13 and played for mm-hmm. me that year triple play year right. and then um, he just kind of, when he was a Cardinal, he, they, they put him on the mound a lot and he, and he did really well. And although I, they're killed because he would, he would pitch one game where well, we'd catch the first game of a doubleheader and he would pitch the second. And he probably did that, you know, about six times. And then even a couple of those other times when he came out of his pitch count, he wouldn't come out of the game. He'd go back in and get his gear on and go back behind the plate. Uh-huh. So I always think that nobody should complain about um, pitching yeah, or playing time. You know, that's that's pretty awesome because then there's kids who don't get to play. But so he he really kind of proved his his mettle there. And, he, you know, he started throwing real well. In his first year as a Scarlet, he was mostly in, in relief. And then really where it clicked for him is, you know, um, between that junior and senior year, he spent so much time at triple play working out working on his first of all working on a swing just lifting getting stronger and everything and he probably probably gained you know about five miles an hour on his speed that year and and uh somehow his control came into place because that was always his thing because he would walk a guy or an inning, you know and mm-hmm. then pitch counts get high right so right. my role with him was that is with these boys all of them that come to the mound it was is next pitch right like whether that was a great pitch or a bad pitch next pitch Mm -hmm. that one's dead and gone and so the mental aspect is I've always focused on mechanics you know making sure you get a little you get a little leg bend and drive off that mound and also use your your trunk as your core and your core to push that's where your power comes from and so we've talked about the mechanics of that and you know we've always worked on mechanics and you know, for Jackson, when he got out, we'd get wild, he'd get wild up and in. And basically with him, he's getting out in front his front shoulders flying open. So there was just little reminders for him that we talked about all the time. And, and Nick, you know, the boy's mom, she'd get mad because as a nine and 10 year old, I always be talking about being mentally tough and she's like, they're kids. I'm like, I don't care. So, (laughs) but that, that's made him, you know, when you can give up a home run and you can, Sadly, it's going to happen to everybody. It's just Dale. It's in the next
0: guy, you know, it's Mm -hmm. how you react to those things. For sure. So now Jackson's at So that's my role, really. That's awesome. So now Jackson's at Dickinson State. How often do you get there to watch him play?
1: You know, last year they were on the road quite a bit, but I I think I went, I think I went every time they were at home. So I probably went four weekends that year. um, Mm -hmm. And that went, uh, I mean, and this year they're going to be at home a lot more for some reason. So I'll, I'll try to go every weekend. In fact, that was one of my, my um, conditions talking to Adam and Sam is, you know, I love coaching and I'm glad to coach again, but I want to, I need to be able to go to see Jackson play. Um, pretty soon he'll be done, you know, how that works. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to miss anything if I can help it.
0: No, and that's sure. awesome that he's fairly close. I mean, I know some of the kids from the program are halfway across the country, and while Dickinson's not, of course, right in our backyard, it's pretty dang close to where you are able to go. Yeah, it's not bad. And uh, they also broadcast
1: them on Facebook and things like that, so oh, I. That's uh, cool. um, so I can, I can watch remote games like that. It's not necessarily always the best angle, but it's better than
0: nothing, right? So Oh, for sure. No, definitely. So um, <clears throat> you talked a little bit about your coaching. What was your favorite part of coaching for you?
1: Well, to this, to this day is, is teaching um, the love of the game. My job or my success as a coach is never going to be the one loss record, whether I was the head coach, which I've been a lot of, or the assistant guy. It's my success rate is based on, to me, on what kind of young men we grow and what kind of, uh, that we, that they keep coming out for baseball. So Mm -hmm. if we can keep, we can keep them playing, if we can keep them moving on to the next level, that's where I gauge my success. And that's what I think all youth coaches should be about. Absolutely. My favorite thing. Um, I probably CJ, I think I've been coaching longer than you've been alive. Um, I started coaching before I had kids and the, my, I've probably been invited to about 10 weddings of, of former <laughs> players. And that just, that makes my day, man. You know,
0: if, oh, they, if awesome. they think
1: enough, if they think enough of something that happened, you know, 10 or 15 years before that, and, and the, the clown who was coaching them, then man, I'm honored to go and I, that, that stuff makes my day. So that's how you know you've had a good impact on it.
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, that's so cool to have that happen. You know, you've obviously made such a big impact in their life. That's, that's so cool. For sure. So So I I, I
1: went to a wedding for a player CJ and I was introducing Jackson to him. Jackson was probably four or five. And he says, I said, Jackson, this is the best ball player I've ever had. He goes, you mean, except for me,
0: dad. I'm like, yep. Except for you, buddy. So (laughs) he was like five. (laughs) Oh, that's funny so um what was i gonna say oh so jackson played travel ball i think grant also played travel ball if i'm not mistaken how does that help them develop for legion when they get to that age to be able to try out for legion um
1: i think a couple of ways
0: i think it's travel ball is still
1: a lot of dad coaching but in the in the right scenario it's not all about dad coaching so it's not all about jackson or grant and grant spent a ton of time you know playing he's he had an awesome baseball career too um he's a scrappy fellow man um love that kid just the tenacity behind the plate is great um but what really helps honestly is i think you know your little league season might be you know 30 games with all-stars or maybe Mm -hmm. 30 for war, maybe. I mean, depending on what you do. But and you know, so we play that and travel and still get another 30 or 40 games on top of that. So it's really the repetition. Now, bad repetition is bad, right? So as long as you're working on the on good stuff, then that's helped. But if you can double the bats in a year, you know, that's that's a huge deal. I mean, double the ground balls, double, you know, it's just just more work and that's what prepares. I wish you know I wish you didn't have to do it that way travel ball mm-hmm. um but as you get older I think little I think little league is great and I think it's coming back around on the juniors and seniors level but if if you want to get better sadly you're going to have to do travel ball like that you know and I I mean I've coached a lot of travel ball with them for both of those guys and it's what we got to do I don't regret it one bit but it does get you know a lot of time and a lot of expense there and mm-hmm. You know, but it's all about reps, so I
0: don't even care where it's at, it can all be in town. It's just more reps, right? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's kind of funny how little league is, it's like they have that big sixth grade year, 12-year-old year, and then it just drops here in Billings. I don't know what it right. is. I, I think it's I think it
1: has to do with travel ball, you know, when travel ball started up and then people left that and again that's the, the the perils of travel ball right is then something had to suffer mm-hmm. so little league unfortunately did but i think it's making a, a comeback now i've seen i've seen numbers up on that you know i spent uh 10 years on the burlington little league board so we used to go just to like a couple of teams and then there was three so i mean they keep bouncing oh, that back up it is good you know so hopefully that i mean all i care about is kids playing baseball so I don't care what we're at, just keep playing as long
0: as you can. For sure. So on that note, the Montana High School Association just approved baseball. How do you think that's going to go for our state? I think I think it'll be good. I think uh, it's
1: kind of similar to a Little League and travel ball schedule. You mean it'll have one thing. I think it's going to be a short schedule. I'm curious mm-hmm. about the weather. There's no there's no domes here, right? Um, yeah, no. <laughs> I think what will make... I think it'll make Legion push back till you know till June. Mm-hmm. Um and so maybe that season's shorter or or it goes you know just a little bit longer but um so who who know I mean but I think that's more reps. And I think you might I think you'll have kids that um I mean I, I think we'll see how it goes. You might have some kids come out for high school baseball that normally wouldn't come out for Legion, let's say. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, who knows? It'd be nice. I mean, it would really conflict, I think, with, with track and field. Yeah. And so if you have some guys that are baseball, I mean, hey, I'm going to go play baseball instead of run track. I mean, which is, you know, whatever, as long as people are, are busy. Obviously, know, mm-hmm. I prefer them to play baseball, but um, as long as they're not watching TV all the time. <laughs> but I think, I think it'll have a good impact. I know it now that they approved it. I, I believe each district and schools have to Find the money and you know approve if they're gonna bring in so
0: i think it starts you know 2023 maybe does that sound right i'm not entirely sure when it starts i just know they approved the preliminary like approval for it so we could see it you know next spring depending on who gets
1: and again we all we all hear all the time about how school districts are short of money and i don't doubt that to be the case but so we'll see where they how that happens i guess and yeah
0: are, there are the logistics too about okay where are you going to play right for sure no i mean i just think of you know i mean the scarlets and royals have had years where they've cut 30 40 kids well those kids could go play high school ball you know exactly i mean
1: i think it's another avenue um and again the more kids playing the better mm-hmm. and who for knows sure. you know maybe there's maybe there's a kid as a freshman that gets gets cut and he plays high school bas- uh, baseball, and he gets, you know, and, and he has a growth spurt and he figures things out, you know, so then I mean, and you know, that, that'd be great. Right. Yeah. Cause we all know kids are late bloomers. Right. Yeah. Just like we all know kids who are monsters when they're 12, when they're the same size, when they're 18.
0: So. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, there's just a lot of possibilities with it. I'm glad they started it. I mean, it's in what 47 other States. I, eh? don't really see what took Montana so long to do it but
1: you know I, I honestly think it's probably a, a weather deal
0: I mean I don't know but it'll be interesting so yeah for sure I think it'll be great but um so now I'm gonna go you went to MSU and I believe you played club ball there what was that like correct
1: well that um that was a lot of fun so club ball in those days, and they still have it. And I follow them on Facebook and stuff now, but um, in those days, the school gave us enough money for some pretty bad uniforms and some pretty bad equipment. And then we raised our own money to travel with and stuff. So, um, and it, but it was a lot of fun. I think there was about 15 of us or so on each, or on each, on each season. Um, and so you played a couple positions, you know, and you kind of, you all traveled together and it, it was a lot of fun. There's probably, you know, about four or five of those guys that I still talk to today. And I've been out of school for, for a little while, almost dang. For a while. So and we don't need to go into those numbers. It was, Chris, it's all right. <laughs> it, it was a lot of fun. Like I'm not the, you know, I'm a math magician. so I had to take me a little while to figure that out. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. For sure. I mean, it's just cool. Again, I know it's not an NCAA sport, but it's, I'm glad that they have it so that it gives kids a opportunity to play the game again, you know? And I think this team now, and I don't know if you guys did, but they travel to like Boise state and other schools like that now. And it's, it's really cool to see that they go to those different schools like that. We did. And now they have to like a club baseball conference set up.
1: And we, we played in, uh, we played in Boise, we played in Moscow, Idaho, you know, so University of Idaho, Mm -hmm. we, and uh, we spent probably half of our games against accredited schools like Northwest Nazarene College, who MSUB here plays, Right, you know, that's in their conference. So we, we played, we played, uh, you know, uh, trying to think of what it's called now. It was BYU Ricks at the time. I think it's. It's got a different name
0: now, or maybe I think it's just it BYU-Idaho.
1: Okay. So we, we played, we played those guys. We played Northwest Nazarene college. We, we went down to, uh, um, that seemed like we were always in Idaho for crying out loud. But, <laughs> oh, we played, uh, we played Washington state's uh, split squad, their second group, basically. Oh, wow. Um, they considered it, a, they considered it a scrimmage and we played, we considered it a game and it was fairly, uh, ugly. I think we competed pretty well, but, but, uh, you know, we, we always hung in there. It was, it was surprisingly good baseball. I think so.
0: Oh, that's, that's awesome for sure. I think, I don't know for sure. So I'm speaking out of my mouth a little bit with this one, but I think once CJ's elbow heals up, he may try to, um, get on the team if his, if his arm heals up well enough. Well, I, you know, I'm close to my heart. Right. So I'd love that. Yeah, (laughs) no, for sure. So yeah, then you had it, it another was cool, a lot of fun yeah you had another cool experience you went to the national championship this last month um wasn't the outcome we wanted the North Dakota State bison are just way too dang good but, um, what was that experience like for you to go down to Frisco so that was that was a
1: cool opportunity to go to I you know um I was a little concerned about the weather and everything I was very concerned about the game and you know, I, I I think if you play that game, you know, ten times you you lose that eight, even with you know Malat being healthy, they are very just bigger, faster, and stronger. That was a, mm-hmm. and there there's no doubt about that. Um, so, but it was fun, and for me, I traveled with a a, a college buddy of mine who lives in town, uh, Joe Gradney. I'm not sure if you know who Joe is. Joe was a Bobcat football player and. Oddly enough, his son plays for the Grizz, so that's a little disappointing, but that's that's how things go. But Joe and I went, and Joe got to see, when I was in college, you know, I mentioned I played club baseball, but I lived with football players, so I, I knew a bunch of guys down there, and Joe got to see a ton of old teammates, and so obviously him being on the team, you know, they were super close, and I knew a bunch of those guys. I mean, those were guys I probably haven't seen in almost 30 years. So wow. while the game was, while the game was not the best game I've ever been to, um, that whole experience and and to see all that was, was great. I, it was, I mean, I've seen guys, like I said, I've seen guys and, that I hadn't seen in, in so long and, it, and then what, what an experience, man.
0: That's, that's so cool. And then I think you took, didn't you take Jackson and Grant to the semifinal game? I took,
1: I took Jackson. He, Grant had to work. Oh, plus, okay. Grant's not necessarily the biggest fan of cold weather. And so, although it wasn't too cold, I mean, but I'm right there with Jackson, him, I, Jackson, he had to work, so he wasn't too heartbroken. But uh, man, that, that game was the most electric I've seen. Bobcat Stadium, I've probably been to, I was thinking about this, I've probably been to close to 100 games there. And it was by far the most electric deal. It was the most, one of the most fun days ever.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I know I didn't go, but CJ went being a student there, and he he sent me videos of him storming the field with everybody, and they were just awesome to see. It's awesome to see such an electric, you know, like you said. I can't, I can't
1: imagine what the the college life was like that night after a game like that. Actually, I got a pretty good idea, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure I couldn't have hung, but I'm sure they I'm sure they tore it down all around, you know, Bozeman. I had to be an absolute blast.
0: Oh, I bet. Yeah, for sure. So um, <clears throat> I just want to kind of end this with just, you know, thank you for doing this and continued success with the Cardinals and your coaching and just, just thank you again for doing this. This is awesome.
1: No, thanks for having me, you know, and tell that little brother of yours. I mean, he already knows this, but he's one of my favorite kids I've ever coached because CJ's a kid that you know it's not and this will sound insulting but it's really not meant to be he's not the best just natural athlete right Uh you know and he but that's why baseball is a perfect sport and he he clearly accelerated in it you know and it's because he was smart and understood the game you Mm -hmm. know and, and loved it and so man I take kids like that on my team every every
0: day all day no I mean he loved it he still does and I he was really bummed when he tours UCL that's for sure yeah, I was I was upset, too, when I heard the news I was like,
1: you're kidding me. So yeah, that was sad. But if anybody can bounce back and anybody can take it the way they can and, and, and let it be a speed bump instead of ruin their lives, it'll be him.
0: For sure. Let's hope so. Definitely. Well, hey, thanks so much, Chris, for doing this. It's awesome to talk to you and catch up. All right. Sounds good, Mitch. Thank you. Yep. Talk to you later.